I salute you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who declared, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Amen. Amen. Open your Bibles, please, to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Thank you, blessed God, for giving us this privilege of being in your house this morning. In Ephesians chapter 1, we have one of our brother Paul's long sentences, commencing at verse 15 and ending at the end of the chapter. Ephesians 1, verse 15 to 23. He commends them in verse 15 as being God's elect by their faith in the Lord Jesus and their love unto all the saints. He states that he never forgets to pray for them and give thanks for them in verse 16. And his primary prayer request for them is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and the Father of glory would give those Ephesian saints the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Unless God reveals his Son to you, you will not know him. Verse 18, so that they would understand with enlightenment from heaven what is the hope of their calling and the riches of their glorious inheritance that is coming. But I want the next two verses. This is what he wanted them to know, and this is what we're going to consider today by starting at the back end of it, and that is our depravity. The Apostle Paul wanted the Ephesian saints to know not just the doctrine of election and predestination in verses 3 through 14, but he wanted them to know this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And he goes on to describe how exalted that position that the Lord Jesus Christ has over all other created beings. Verses 19 and 20 tell us that in order for you to believe the gospel and for you to be here today, if you are here today in sincerity and in truth, is the working of his exceeding great power. The exceeding greatness of his power. For you to believe. That is what it takes for a son of Adam to believe the good news of the second Adam. Amazing difficulty because of the depravity that is in our hearts. The exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. We've been raised from the dead and I hope you'll never see chapter 1 and chapter 2 separated by very much except that little chapter designation because the apostle continues right on by pointing out, and you, and, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins because he has already mentioned having quickened the Lord Jesus Christ from his bodily death in the tomb. It took the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. We love to sing, up from the grave he arose. We love to sing, he tore the bars away when Jesus came out of the tomb. But brethren, he did the same thing for you and me. 
if he hadn't tore the bars away, we'd still be dead. And so, it's his exceeding greatness power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, that mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, he has raised us from a state of death in trespasses and sins. All glory to God. If it weren't for that mighty power, exercised on your behalf, personally, individually, in time, after you were conceived or born, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't love the Lord Jesus Christ. You'd be filling yourself with the filth of this world and thinking that everything is fine. The change in us is by the grace of God and His mighty power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It is called quickening because to quicken something is to revive it, to give it life again, to resurrect it. And so we have a resurrection here in 19 and 20. We have a quickening in verses 1 through 3 and verse 5. And we have a creation in verse 10. And that is the power that it took to get us to believe the gospel. And they think that by offering oatmeal to Africans, you can get them to believe the gospel. And they will believe the gospel to get the oatmeal in their bellies. But their hearts are still at enmity against God. And nothing has been accomplished except to convince a whole village that they're on their way to heaven. And that certain methods work because of the results associated with them when nothing has happened. We have a whole nation bent on rehabilitation. And there is no rehabilitation for Adam's descendants. It takes resurrection. We don't need a doctor. We need a creator. We don't need medication. We need resurrection. And we've got it. Does anybody in here know the doctrine of total depravity by knowing themselves? The Bible's my first evidence, and I'm the second evidence. And you're the third. And I hope you're all saying the same thing. Uh, Oh, Lord, thank you. I'm the wildest person he's ever called to be a preacher of his gospel and i hope you're saying no you're second in this assembly i hope that you're saying that yes uh, lord thank you thank you for that exceeding great power and thank you for the working of your mighty power toward us let us pray heavenly father lord the god of our lord jesus christ and the father of all mercies We bless and we praise Thee. If You had let us go the way of Adam and Eve, our first parents, the way of our immediate parents, and the way of our own heart and flesh and mind and understanding, we would be hateful rebels against Thee this very day, not subject to the law of God, unable to please Thee. We thank You. We were dead in trespasses and sins following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that works in the children of disobedience, we considered him our God. Heavenly Father, we thank thee. Oh, Lord God, we thank thee. We thank thee that before the foundation of the world, though seeing our terrible, rebellious, wicked, depraved state, you chose us in Christ Jesus to be eternally saved with an everlasting salvation. You sent the Lord Jesus Christ to die legally and positionally for us, that we would have our sins washed away in the courts of heaven and before thy perfectly just tribunal. And we thank thee that in the pages of time, in the years of our lives, since our conception, you spoke the word, live. And we live because of that this day. Heavenly Father, you've caused us to be born again. 
so that we got a second life from you, a life of righteousness and true holiness. Oh, Lord, we thank Thee. If it weren't for the exceeding greatness of Your power and Your mighty power that it took to raise the dead body of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom even Roman soldiers knew was dead, yet pierced His side and outflowed blood and water, we thank Thee for speaking the Word and regenerating us from that death in trespasses and sins, and we give You glory this day. While we shall, Heavenly Father, scour Your Word and delve into the things that You have taught us about our depravity, yet overriding it all is the thanksgiving that we have toward Thee for saving us from it. Thank You for changing our natures. Thank You for violating our wills. Thank You for overriding our enmity. Thank you for establishing your superiority and your dominion over our souls by giving us a new one, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works. Heavenly Father, we're thankful to be in your house, all by your grace. We're thankful to have your word before us, all by your grace. We're thankful to be among brethren of like precious faith, all of your grace. We're going to sing your praise, all of your grace. The songs of the world have left us. The songs of Zion please us. Oh Lord, you've wrought a change. Forgive us. Forgive us. Whenever we look back and taste the songs of this world, we have nothing to do with them. You have crucified the world to us, and you have crucified us to the world. Let us glory in the songs that praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, for your churches, saints, servants, sheep, scattered abroad, in and out of assemblies, we beg your mercy. For our nation, for which we give thanks, and its rulers, we beg your mercy. For those that have departed from us, for wayward children, present or absent, we pray your mercy. For our souls and the wildness that is within, when we look in honesty and assess ourselves by your word, have mercy. As we open your word and seek to rightly divide it and explain it and make it manifestly plain to your people, have mercy. For those that are fearful, for those that are sick, for those that are troubled, For those that have circumstances out of their control, as we all do, have mercy. We are thankful for the Father of all mercies. Thou art our Father of all mercies. Thou art our God. We turn nowhere else. Bless us in this hour and those to follow by your amazing grace through Christ Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost. For we pray... In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen. Amen. And amen.